The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Nebraska Preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Yep, you heard the big voice guy. It is another week. Thank you for joining us on a Monday. The man, the myth, the legend, Jacob Padilla. One of the, I guess I'm going to say one of the most mm, accurate in the business. (laughs) (laughs) He's very, very good at about keeping us in line and making sure our factoid material is accurate. Uh, welcome, JP. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you, Damon? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. We've we've waited on on no pressure. Yeah, but we've tried to get this guy for a while. He's very very busy, <laughs> but he's extremely captivating. I'm pretty excited. Looking forward to is it's all in the name, right? And when it's just your name and then hoops, yeah. it's probably straightforward. To pretty the point. pretty straightforward. He is the founder of Villianco Hoops, as we talked to one of the good guys in the sport. Thomas Villianco joining us this week on Nebraska Prep Post Game. Thomas, good good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing well, gentlemen. Damon, Jacob, appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this will be fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we came up with this first idea, you were like the first name that yeah. popped in my head to get on here. It's taken a while, but I'm glad we were finally able to make the schedules work out of I've worked with you for a while. I've known you for a while, working th- through Mike Sauter and seeing you in action. So I, I know you're going to be great for this. Thomas, <laughs> let, let's get started, right? A, a, a nine-year career. You've, you've been a lot of places. You've seen a lot of things. What brought you to Lincoln, and, and how have you managed to be so comfortable and get so comfortable so fast? Well, um, if, I guess I can start really where I'm from. Yeah. Uh, I was born in Washington, D.C., uh, moved to Alabama when I was young, second, third grade. My dad worked for the government, was at the Pentagon quite a bit. Uh, he played big-time basketball back in the late 70s for St. Bonaventure. Uh, and just kind of was, was a multi-sport athlete, played soccer, played baseball, played basketball, was always a tall kid. And... Uh, yeah, just kind of just worked on the stuff. Uh, my dad taught me everything I know. Um, I was the one kid out in the driveway in Alabama doing form shooting and doing two-ball dribbling when I was in fourth and fifth grade. And I could play post, had post moves, but I could also shoot the ball outside. And people would wonder how I'm doing this. And it was like, because I practice. <laughs> and I, I, I do a lot of the simple things, but I do it right and I do it a lot. And... You know, fast forward, I became a really good high school player in Alabama uh, and played for a top Nike team and a top Adidas team uh, in the country for AAU. From there, I was a top 150, top 100 player in the country. Um, was able to go to ABCD camp, which at the time, the ABCD, Adidas camp, and Nike camps that was were, it. The, were the, the two things in the whole world, and I got invited to it, which it really changed my life. I can't believe I got invited to it. It was a special honor. I was there for five or six days up in New York. Um, met Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant spoke to us. 
played against the best of the best and shot it really well that, that week. Uh, was one of the best three-point shooters, even though I was a tall guy. Uh, and then I, you know, from there, being a, a top high school player, I had a lot of offers, but I wanted to go kind of the mid-major route just because I wanted to play immediately. I think like, Auburn was after me hard. Alabama was after me pretty hard. And then other schools, and they kind of wanted me to sit because I was, I was like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, at the time, about like a buck 95. <laughs> so, so they were like, Thomas, we'd love to have you. Maybe sit you a year, just put on some weight, this, this, this. But I was like, man, I know I can play right away. I, just, I can put on the weight. And ended up going to William & Mary. Uh, which was an excellent choice, high academic school, one of the best in the country, and, and also a good mid-major at the time in the Colonial. That's when George Mason and Old Dominion and VCU were just making noise left and right. And they were so good. Uh, so we always struggled to, to, to get past those guys. Um, and then I transferred. My coach got fired. Um, a few of us transferred out. And I went to back home to Alabama to Birmingham Southern, which was Division One at the time. Now it's Division Three. whole Fiasco happened with the president turning it into a Division three school. Oh, but when funny. I was when, when I was there, uh, yeah, we played Winthrop. Winthrop was in our conference. That's when Winthrop went on that huge run and was going toe to toe with Gonzaga for like three or four years. Greg Marshall was there, um, and then from there, I met a guy named Mike Curry who played in the NBA for so many years. Was the Pistons head coach for a year. I did some camps in Augusta, Georgia, and Atlanta. Uh, two different summers as a college player, playing against Jerry Stackhouse, playing against a lot of NBA guys, and kind of earned my stripes on the pro level. Uh, from there, the, the rest is kind of history as far as me playing. Uh, played overseas in Italy, France, Denmark, Iceland, kind of all over. Top league Italy was the highest I got, and uh, pretty special. Walk me through the transition in Lincoln, Nebraska, because one of the things that we like to do is, and I remember a lot of guys approaching me about you a couple years ago when you were first kind of really do, starting to do your thing, and everybody says, oh, good guy, salt of the earth, four kids. And, and I remember the first time I met you, you were at the state, the football stadium up in the coach's office, and your back was to me, and I introduced myself, and I'm thinking, not only does he have crossover, he's apparently well-liked by everyone. Why and how Lincoln in terms of how you've been able to get so comfortable? Uh, well, the, the reason I came out here was after my first pro season uh, in Italy. Um, my mom had, had cancer, uh, breast cancer, which thankfully she's still living and doing well, but she had uh, – pretty aggressive uh, breast cancer. So I was going to stay home that summer and spring um, just to be with her and my dad and just be around. And they pretty much were like, no, like, you need to go do an internship. You're looking to, you know, always stay ahead of the game, not just in basketball, but life. So one of my best friends uh, from Alabama went to school here, undergrad. So he was still living here, working downtown. So he hooked me up with an internship with a financial company. And my parents were like, get, get out of the house. We'll be fine. We're going to live. And, you need to go live your life. Mm. So I drove, drove 12 hours out here in my expedition. And that's <laughs> su that summer. It, I, I tell people this all the time. It's just so funny, crazy how life works. I was at Laszlo's downtown. Mm. I was eating. I'm, I'm old school. I was reading the paper, having a salmon salad. I'll, I'll never forget. And drinking the water. And like these four or five ladies come up uh, to the bar. And they're just kind of being loud. I'm like, hey, how you guys doing? And this lady's like, hey, you're tall. You want to arm wrestle? 
What? True, true story. Arm what? wrestle. What? The? And I'm like, arm wrestle. Like, what? Are you, is this like a joke? Am I like on some hidden camera show? And she's like, no, for real. You want to arm wrestle me? You look like a strong guy. I'm like, I don't arm wrestle people. Anyways, have a nice night. So I'm just kidding. Um, do you mind training my boys? And I was like, and what? And she's like, in, in basketball. And I'm like, I don't, I don't do that. Um, and she's like, oh, I'm sure you must play pro ball or something. I was like, I do, actually. And she's like, well, can you do me a favor? I have two little boys, one that we've kind of taken in for the summer um, that we're helping, and I'd love for you to give my two boys help. So I was like, okay. She's like, here's my card. Do you mind just coming out to our farm area in East Lincoln? So I was like, okay. And I drive out there. Like, obviously, this is back in 2007, 2008, so there wasn't, like, GPS going on. So I'm like driving to East Lincoln, never been to Lincoln but for a week. And uh, I show up to this right where fire, now where Firethorn is. And uh, yeah, I get out. There's a, a, little, a, little, a little white boy and a little black boy. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, yeah, I'm here to play basketball. So I start training them. And then long story short, in 2021, the, one of the kids was Tristan Simpson. Oh, wow. No way. <laughs> yep was Tristan Simpson. So I, I've known Tristan since he was in... Lincoln you know, North Star's finest. Yeah. One of my favorites of all time that I watched go head-to-head in that district. Fantastic game against Iowa Akinwole. Yeah. Man. Yep. Unbelievable. And that's, and that's how this all started, was wow. from being at Laszlo's, asking to arm wrestle. I drive out to East Lincoln. I meet Tristan and Tanner Hudson. Yep. And the rest is history. <laughs> I don't even know what to do after that. <laughs> I, I had never heard this story. Like I've known you long. I, I, I haven't I, yeah. either, but I wondered because you get a lot. I wouldn't say a lot because Tristan is not like Mister Social Media, yeah. but he you get a lot of love from him, um, and 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 kind of praise and camaraderie. I I didn't know whether that was just because game respects game or uh, like the impact, but I noticed a, a little bit on social media. He's he's a big TV fan. He's, he is salt of the earth, a great kid. He, unfortunately, COVID year with pro stuff, we had some stuff lined up for him, uh, set him up with an agent. Just nothing came through, so we're hoping, we're hoping that something could come up this fall uh, to get him overseas. But, um, yeah, that kid, he's – yeah, I helped him through the whole process. This is Craig Smith at South Dakota. I'm, I'm close with Craig and that staff that was at South Dakota. So we kind of, I just – I helped him through the whole process. Uh, and this is something we maybe talk about later on the podcast. Yeah. But, uh, I'm always just I tell the kids I don't care where you go I'm just going to give you the honest truth and the honest facts and you choose from there if you ask me what to do I'll tell you what I would probably do but you don't have to do what I do yeah. and uh, that's that's how my resume and my following and all that stuff has really grown just because this day and age finding people that are going to tell you the truth and have actually lived it uh, is very 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 hard to find yeah and you know, like you said we can touch on that a little bit more later on but a lot, of, a lot of people that get into this, you kind of, whether it's coaching, training, whatever, they kind of get that, that urge at some point. They kind of see that as a potential route for them. So this is just kind of out of nowhere for you. It's a very unique uh, situation here. How, how, I guess you kind of fall in love with the skills training there, having not really thought about that as something that you were thinking about doing eventually. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was crazy because I, I, I my, my, the way I was raised Yes, sir. No, sir. Work hard. Uh, my parents raised me right. And I was gonna, the next step was going to be financial. 
I was going to go into the financial world and do something like that. And that's why I tell kids all the time, like, get internships in college. Get internships when you can so you kind of figure out what you really like to do and what you don't like. And through all those internships for pretty much nine summers, I realized, like, man, I don't want to sit in a cubicle the rest of my life when I've been able to save money and, and invest and, and be smart with my money. And, yeah, so it's, it's one of those things where it's just taken on a whole world of its own where I never, never in a million years of you would have told me, hey, Thomas, when you're 15 years old, you know, when you're in your mid-30s, you're going to be running a business that's almost become nationwide where you're training NBA players, college players, you know, boys and girls from fourth grade all the way up to, you know, the NBA level. I'd be like, no way. I don't, I don't see that happening. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm listening to the stories. I'm going back to what was first told to me and Lincoln about kind of the core of who you are. How do you blend, or what's, how would you rate the level of importance between know-how and experience versus being just good-natured? Because your ability to connect with people may be your greatest strength, although skill development is, is kind of what you do. That, that right there, Damon, is why... I've had so, I don't want to say so many, I don't know what so many would be, but I've had a lot of people over the years, especially since I stopped playing pro ball five years ago, ask to join the hoops and be a part of it. And I've said no. And the, the goal has always been to have people like Tristan, Mitch Hahn, Sam Greasel, Morgan Molly, Jeff Shepard, Riley Jensen, I can just keep going on, have those people help me because they've been through workouts with me and we've become friends and very close friends. Um, that's why it's so hard to, to do this because you have to know your stuff, but you also have to have that personal touch and be real and genuine. And like, like for me in a workout, I'm able to sit there and, and teach something and have the parents understand it and have them sitting in and listening while I teach. Um, they can ask questions. And then when we get done, we can talk about, Hey, what restaurant are you going to tonight? And just having that personal connection. Cause I'm, like I said, I was raised correctly. My, my dad always had me around people older, learning, shaking hands, and, and understanding that. So it just becomes very natural for me where I've noticed it is not for most people. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that helps answer. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned Greasel. I watched, did a broadcast. They were playing Millard West. He was a freshman, did his coming out party with McPhail. McPhail was kind of our, our featured player of the game in the backcourt in Greasel kind of stole the show. He was with Jansen, just a a guy at a young age that had poise and and presence. Where do you kind of rank those attributes when you're looking at? Because the aforementioned, the the Jess Shepherds, the in particular Tristan Simpson, some of the attributes that they have are the way that they carry themselves as as athletes. That has kind of led to some of the productivity of their game. Direct correlation there for you? 100%. 100%. I, and that's where, for me, Damon, I, it's almost come to a point now where I only want to train kids that have it here and have it here. Right. And, and that's, there's been plenty of times where kids will be like, hey, can I come in for a workout? And I know right away they just want to come in for one workout so they can post it on social media or have some kind of whatever. And that's not, that's not how I do business. I mean, there's been... Plenty, like Isaiah Roby, for example, we, like I just won't talk about him, but I mean, 
I've been, I've worked with Isaiah. I don't know how many times, a hundred, hundred plus, you know, I've helped him get a financial set up, all the important things. And I've probably posted him and I working out, I don't know, a few times, you know, like that's, that's not why I do it. Um, try to have real relationships. You know, I, it's like, like Sam Riesel, you talk about him, Damon, I know you're a huge fan. We've talked about it. The way Sam came into my gym, it's a true story. I was at OSA and for their tryouts and, and, and Bob and some of those guys asked me to come up and usually I'm not around for it because right after the state tournament, I try to go home or something to Alabama. And I was like, you know what? I'll be coming up there. And I had not been working with Sam yet and they're playing, going after it, doing stuff. And, uh, he goes down, gets the loose ball, and goes up for, I thought, a dunk. And he goes up and kind of lays it in, just kind of soft. And I was like, man, like, that's that's not good. <laughs> like, that, that's, that's that's not good at all. Like, this kid's supposed to be a Division One prospect. Like, he can't even go up and flush it like that. Like, he needs to be more aggressive. So he gets done, like, he gets taken out or whatever. And I was like, hey, which one's Sam's dad? And the guy was like, oh, it's the guy over there, the taller guy. And I was like, oh, cool. So I go over introduce myself to Akin Griesel and I'm like hello sir my name's Thomas um, I'd heard something something about maybe training with me in the future oh yes we've heard of you I was like I just want to tell you your son did you see about I don't know five plays ago he went up for that layup he's like yeah yeah I was like this is the difference between him being a division one player and not if he dunks that that's that mentality you have to have at the division one level he has to change his mindset and his father's like oh that's interesting okay I've never heard that Fast forward, he starts coming in and working with me. That summer down in Kansas City, or Wichita, it was in Wichita, I told a lot of colleges, I, hey, this kid has a chance. I told him before they played KC Run GMC, I said, Sam, there's going to be every coach here. This is going to be the biggest moment of your life. I need you to dunk on somebody. I need you to dunk on somebody in this game. And he's like, yes, sir, yes, sir. Sure enough. Sounds like Sam. Gets a, gets a fast break. Dunks on two dudes, two guys fall down. My phone is just blowing up, and and we and we joke about it now because I'm Sam's like a little brother to me, and we always talk about those two times. I would say, and down in Wichita, two moments that changed his life forever. And for those that don't know, Sam started out on the second team at OSA that summer and got pulled up and went from that to playing at a really good um, school at North Dakota State. So. Um, and that, that's kind of, you talked about that, that switch flipping there, that m- mentality, like by the end, from the spring, uh, from the spring to the end of the summer, he was a different player. Uh, and he, he took advantage of his opportunity there and, um, guys like that, it's, it's so cool to see. And you mentioned Isaiah Roby. What's it like for you seeing him out there getting these opportunities now? And it seems like every, every game, uh, the, the OKC accounts, uh, tweeting out a dunk of his or something like that. What's it like for you knowing, having been there with him through the process to see, um, that work paying off for him? It's, it's truly become one of the, the special things in my life. Like I, I never, like the guys, I never thought I'd be doing this stuff, but like, I watch these players' games and I, I study their stuff. And, and like last night, they played the Kings. The night before, they played the Warriors. Yeah, they're tanking the season. It's clear as day. But like, I'm, I'm studying what he's doing. We talk before and after every game. Um, and it's more mental. It's, 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 you know, hey, this, this, this. But it's like, we were worried before the season that maybe he doesn't make the roster because they had to make some moves with money and, you know, how it's a business. And, 
now, you know, two days ago, three days ago, he's dunking on Draymond Green, and Draymond and him get a technical at halftime because they're talking smack going into the tunnel. And Isaiah's like, yeah, I'm talking right back to Draymond. Like, you know what? You you know, same to you. And I'm like, dude, a year ago, <laughs> Isaiah, yeah, if yeah. you would have said you would be talking smack to Draymond because you dunked on him in a game? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So it's just to, to see that growth and then the other side of Isaiah where – just our personal relationship. And that's where, again, I think I separate myself from so many people. Yeah. Like, this genuine care. Like, I go down there. I went down there this season already. Uh, we go off to dinner. We just talk life. We talk business. We talk, you know, investing. We talk about our dogs. We talk about real stuff. It's not just basketball, you know. Yeah. Tom, I've got so many um, buddies that have gone to Lincoln and kind of call Lincoln home. And for the last 10, 12 years, there's this level of frustration when they compare and contrast Lincoln to the Metro. doesn't matter if it's youth football, if it's, if it's summer basketball. Like they, they want the intensity ramped up in Lincoln. And we've noticed over, what, the last couple of years, the gap has closed tremendously between the two cities on a competitive level. What do you accustomed to the the growth in Lincoln in terms of the athletics, the commitment to athletics, particularly out of season for that sports community? That's tough. Well, I mean, well, if you look at, let's look at Supreme this year. I mean, you could say Lincoln, but I mean, some of their better players are what? Trout from Grand Island. You got some guys coming in to, to make a Lincoln team stronger. But if you're talking about high school teams, uh, David, you, you want me to go AU? You want me to go high school? Both, both. Because I think, listen, you look at Pius, uh, North Star has made their run. Uh, you, you look at Southeast, Southwest is a little young, but on the com, like, you can kind of tell there's been growth, whether it's a Ryland Smith or whomever. Yeah. I, I, think, I think the. Hostrider. I mean, there's a, you could, there's a, there's a few. I mean, like for me, I look at it where, where I came from. So I was from North Alabama. North Alabama, we had we have so many talented players. But Birmingham, Alabama was always kind of known as the hotbed for not just football but basketball too. Um, but once you started playing more of these guys in AU, and then you start seeing more of them, like you don't – it's not that big of a of, – a fear anymore if that's maybe it maybe is yeah. like so you, you you watch you watch the, the state finals game like okay these guys are human they're you know they're good but they're, they're not that much better than me and if i work hard <laughs> if i keep doing things that are getting me better like i should be able to compete against these guys um and i, th- and I think also kids are playing basketball more at an early age yeah. the last you know the last five ten years whatever i think it just starts catching up that way and at 6'10", uh, you attempted more threes in college than you did twos. Um, how, how does your playing experience kind of shape the way you go about training kids, and how did that kind of prepare you for where the game is going now? Because you were kind of ahead of the curve as a player. Yeah, I mean, Jacob, Damon, I, I never thought – my dad, he's 6'7". He used to get all my butt all the time. Get in the, get in the dang yeah. post, get in the post, get in the post – and luckily, my high school coach was like, Thomas, I need you to shoot threes. I want you to do whatever you can do to help us win. So I just started shooting threes more and more in high school, and I became really good at it. And 
it's kind of a running joke now with a lot of NBA guys and coaches and college coaches like Thomas, if you'd come out in 2021, you'd be a for sure first round pick. I'm like, yeah, like I was close to being in the NBA. My weakness was they said, Hey, you can shoot it as well as anybody. Like the Atlanta Hawks were talking to me a little bit. Hey, you can shoot as well as anybody we know, but can you guard a six, three, six, four guard? I'm like, no, but nobody in the, nobody in the NBA plays much defense. So that's going to be my knock. <laughs> but, but, but I understand it is what it is. But like you said, way before my time, like I'm overseas, 6'10", 6'11", shooting threes, going five for six, seven for eight in a game, not knowing that in 2021, this would be like the new norm. And it's like, yeah, I can, I know how to teach shooting. Like a, a funny story, um, Roby and the McGowan's brothers, like when Isaiah, this is one of our workouts we had, and he was like, hey, Thomas, you shoot this round. We're doing like one minute shooting. I went 12 for 12, and I think one of them hit the rim, everything else popped to death. And Isaiah looks at me, he's like, dang, man. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, that's how, that's why I teach you how to shoot and how to play, because I know how to do it. And the McGowan's brothers, Trey and Bryce and some of those guys, like, we, we do shooting drill. This is probably a month ago. We're just shooting, shooting. They started talking crap to me, like, come on, old man. I'm like, all right. I made 19 threes in a minute. Mm. And, they're, and they're like, dang, man. I'm like, guys, I told you, I know how to shoot. <laughs> like, so it's, it's, it's really helpful because that's what you have to do. And Damon, Jacob, it'll never change because it hasn't changed. It might, it might change a little, but people still think that shooting is not the key. Shooting is the key. But if you're not being told the right things to do and the right form and the mechanics and what to really do, like, you're just going to be a good shooter, not a great shooter. And people keep trying to pass it up where it's like, well, I need to work on this, this, this. It's like, I mean, I talked I talk to two NBA scouts this week, and it's like, yeah, if you can't shoot past, you know, this percentage, probably not got a chance, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, then you see, and then you see on social media someone's, you know, doing a 18 combo drive move and it's like that's not going to help you yep so thomas let me ask you this how are you we know that i can hear some eat internal prerequisites right you you got to be willing to work you got to probably carry yourself a certain way the skill is kind of the the byproduct of of how you select and grow the business how do you negotiate the time and 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 the bodies in the space with a rapidly growing business that people want to be a part of? Damon, that's, uh, we were kind of talking off here. That's probably the hardest thing, or if, you know, a knock on me, just the time. Like, I, it's, it's just me. And I want to have more people helping me, which I'm starting to have more people help me, like Tristan Simpson and Mitch Hahn and some of these guys. But um, it's just hard. There's not enough time of the day that you throw in. Kids have track. Kids have everything else. Um, this is, it's just tough. Uh, and, and, a lot of people, I don't say a lot, a good amount of people will maybe look down upon make group workouts and stuff like that. For me, I'm, I, I, I love doing group workouts. I started out just doing individuals and like, you know, two people. But now, like, you give me six kids or eight kids in a group, like, I'll get them in, hey, you guys are all kind of the same skill level, but we're teaching the same stuff, David. Like, I'm, I'm not going to have – hey, you two are going to work on dunking today, and you two are be like, no, like we're all going to be doing the same type of stuff because I'm, I'm a huge believer in Villanova and Gonzaga. I know the Villanova staff well. And what do those two teams do? 
They can all shoot. They can all put the ball on the floor. They're all good teammates. They can all pass. But everyone's kind of the same, whether you're six one or seven one. And that's how I. That's how I'm like, hey, you guys all got to be able to do the same thing. Um, so that's that's kind of how I've tried more and more to get more kids in the, in the door. Where I have to tell a lot of people I can't. It's just like, hey, you can come join this group. Um, well, uh, I don't know. Like, we're gonna be doing the same stuff in a lot of ways. But yeah, shooting, Damien, honestly, the, I, people started calling me the shot doctor. Like, the, I had somebody like, hey, we heard you're the shot doctor. I'm like, what? The <laughs> shot doctor? And, and yeah, people now, like, it's it's uh, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild because I, I'll sit I'll sit to work out and do the same thing for an hour mm. and we'll, until we get it right. And because uh, that's, that's, that's all I know. And the the people that I've looked up to my whole life, that's how they trained and it worked for all of us. So why, why change it? You, you mentioned the, the McGowan's brothers for the, the Hale varsity Husker fan listeners out there. What, what can they expect to see from Bryce coming up here this next year? Oh, man, it's uh, like legit six, uh, five, correct. What's that? Every bit of six, five, correct. I mean, he's, I didn't He was here for about three weeks with me. I didn't, we didn't do an actual measurement, but with shoes on, Damon, he's he's close to six seven, mm. and he's long, so he he, he his measurables are, are off the chart. Um, first off, yes sir, no sir, great great kid. His family was up here. I, I was talking to him a little bit. Um, just great salt of the earth people from South Carolina. Um, he's just he's one of those kids where he's just going to have to figure out. He's a top 25, top, you know, five-star kid in the Big Ten. Guys are going to be coming at him. They don't care who he is. And he's just going to have to play strong without the ball. Because he's been ball dominant like any five-star has. So it's like, what what can you do when you don't have the ball? And that's what I've been stressing to him. Even going into the Iverson Classic, I was like, dude, scouts I talk to, they're not looking to see if you can score. They know you can score. But it's the other stuff that they see you do. And sure enough, he did a lot of those things where people were like, hey, like, I didn't know he could do this. He did this really well. He played really good defense. And it's like, yeah, that stuff matters. Um, so, no, he, I mean, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping he comes up here. You know, they, they all arrive in June at some point uh, for summer classes. Uh, but just is a, is a, a really good three-point shooter. Is moving without the ball well. Uh, attacking the rim when he has to. Um, but yeah, he, and he's, he's just a smart IQ player as well. He, he knows how to read the game. He's not selfish. Um, yeah, I don't know if that helps. Yeah, Thomas, I we've been I Jacob. I said no pressure. You got to come through, and he would keep me updated. Hey, not this week. Maybe next week. Maybe <laughs> next week. Well worth the wait, man. As good as advertised. We appreciate the time, and you know me. I I am totally wishing you the best. Because I'm, I'm a big fan of what you do. Guys, hey, I, I truly appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, having some camps, I'll maybe send it to you guys. You can post yeah. it on Twitter. But have, having a Roby camp, hopefully, end of July, early nice. August, uh, down here in Lincoln. And they got two camps in June and, and a camp in July. So, um, yeah, guys, I, I, I appreciate you guys. You guys do a great job. And like I said, it's it's a tough world out there with the training stuff. You just got to find the right person that really cares about you and, and your growth off the court as much as on the court. Um, good. So. I don't. Yeah, good stuff. Anything we can do for you, let us know. We got you covered. Yes, sir. Good. Thank Appreciate you it, Thomas.
That's Thomas Villalonco from uh, just Villalonco Hoops, right? One of the – I tell you, Lincoln is – they've closed the gap. I, I remember whether it was little, you know, youth football or whatever, it was a big deal. Um, we'd play Southeast, and, and we'd have these huge battles in football. And they tell you these Metro guys – and I remember Lincoln Southeast kicked our teeth in a couple of years ago, and it was, you know, we'll see you back in Omaha while we're at State. Like it was – you can feel it. With the with the with the Metro Lincoln thing, and Lincoln has closed the gap in a hurry. Well, and it, a lot of the people we've talked to have been Omaha based, <laughs> and he's one of the the guys that is down in Lincoln, and obviously working with a ton of Lincoln kids. But he'll also pull some people from the Metro, from yeah. out of state a little bit. Um, he like chances are you name one of your favorite players that have come through the high school ranks in recent years, and he's probably worked with them. How about the Tristan Simpson story, yeah. one of my favorites, the last classic yeah. point guard. I. I knew um, th- they were tight. I did not realize tight. that's yeah. how it started. You could kind of tell by tr- some of Tristan's social media stuff, but that 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 makes some sense now. Uh, yeah, and uh, hearing that story, I'm not surprised knowing Tanner Hudson's mom a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were ready to jump yeah, in here like, like, wait a minute. Wait. I think I know where this is going. <laughs> Are those those two kids? Yeah, but uh, awesome story. I'm glad, glad we hear that. Like I said, I hadn't heard that before. I've known Thomas since like 2013, 2014. Uh, the top 50 showcase uh, thing Sauter and I did for years. He, he's a guy that does the, the skills work through all that. So uh, McPhail times two, Greasel, Jansen. Wasn't a on bad and on. run. <laughs> and then he crosses schools to North Star, the, the bunch. One of the best in the business. That's uh, Nebraska Preps post game. We appreciate you. That's Jacob Padilla. Make sure you don't miss us next week. We're back. A Huda Media Production.